Previously on Balls Don't Lie. Some of these guys maybe have stopped playing. Most of them will be kind of curtain or Jesus current curtains. <laughs> They're all gonna be curtains and drapes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get no shine in here. No shine. <laughs> all shade coming this way. <laughs> coming. Right. But he is averaging a triple single this year. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think we can agree, <laughs> looking at his skill set and looking how good he is when he's not surrounded by amazing, <laughs> amazing players. That that triple is, single, that, 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 that triple that single. It, <laughs> you put him, his but sensitive But he is super ass, sensitive. His sensitive ass with Kyrie's sensitive ass. And you got a sensitive ass team. Wow. Yeah, even had to leave the game to take a poop. James Harden. James Harden, oh, shit back. his pants. Run that back. Oh, uh, he did lead the game for a poop though. In a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. <laughs> but I've had. <laughs> you ever had to poop so bad your back hurt? <laughs> I've pooped so bad I pooped in public in front of a school bus on accident. Yeah, I've had to poop that bad. <laughs> but James Harden charted. Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Welcome to Coronavirus Don't Lie. I am your quarantine host, A-N-T-O-N, <laughs> along with my other quarantine host, Mr. Regular Steven. How are you doing, brother? Quarantined. Quarantined. I'm good. I'm good. Everybody's freaking out, though. Yes. And I'm not sure if I'm at the right level of freak. I, I don't know what to freak, which level to freak out here. I'm not real sure what's the appropriate level of freaking out. Man, I, I'm not exactly sure myself. We're kind of in that range where we're not too worried about the actual virus in particular. It's more the effect on the world, uh, all the things that they're making us do, uh, shutting shit down and stuff like that. So that's where my freaked outness, I guess, is coming from. But I'm not worried about the virus all so much. I'm not worried about catching it myself. Yeah. As much as other people. You know, yeah, you're worried about the other people. Mm -hmm. You know, the people that are more susceptible. That's you know, the older people, younger people, people with mm -hmm. uh, pre-existing health health issues. Those are the ones that I'm worried for, I guess. But the thing that I'm actually worried about, you know, I keep hearing these stories in Italy, mm -hmm. where we're like behind their schedule, but we're showing a lot of the same things that they were doing before they hit this kind of crazy level of, of uh, you know, locking every, like they've locked everything down. Like you right. cannot go to work, like basically everything other than essential services. They have supermarkets open. Right. You know, not shopping centers, but grocery, grocery stores, mm -hmm. pharmacies, things like that. Right. There's police checkpoints on their roads. You basically have to show why you're going out of your house if you mm -hmm. want, like you're talking serious lockdown stuff. And so I'm at this point where it's like, okay, if, could that really happen here? I mean, I mean, it could. It definitely can. I but, keep hearing about it. Right. But who knows, man? I'm just trying not to stress out about it. <laughs> this is really all it is, man. I obviously can't just go about your day normally because they're already shutting things down. They shut down restaurants here. Can't go dine in. And the kids and uh, the wife were going to go to the movies earlier. And it's like, I uh, just don't know if that's smart now. So Right. Just the way of life is being affected. Obviously, we're a sports podcast, and guess what? We don't have any sports going on anymore, so. 
Except for NFL free agency. That's yeah, gonna, yeah, facts, facts. That's facts, saving facts, us. Facts, it started facts. today. That'll get us about a week. <laughs> That'll get us about a week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be, it's really unprecedented. We haven't. This is uncharted territory. I mean, we're we're looking at the the, the amount of closures, the things, the the yeah. no NCAA tournament, the oh man, you know, NBA season, MLB season's gonna be in jeopardy, if not. All the way, definitely a shortened season. I mean, they've already pushed back the start of their season. Mm-hmm. Do you play those games without people? I mean, you you certainly could, but uh, you know, when you're looking at players that are testing positive uh, in the NBA, and obviously, you know, guys that aren't even showing symptoms. I mean, Donovan Mitchell was talking about he's got no symptoms. He's showing yeah. none of the symptoms, but he te- so. How do you have these players out here intermingling? Knowing they could be, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, I think you could see this get everything shut down. I mean, it just, I think we could be heading that direction. Yeah. Bizarre. Obviously, none of us have ever gone through this before, so we're just all playing it by ear at this point. And we're taking uh, advice from people we kind of don't trust at this point, so. That's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) And it is ironic, too. In the age of information, we don't know anything. Yeah. We have all this information at our fingertips, and this begs the question, maybe this is a, a more grand conversation that needs to take place, but in the age of information, you know, there's so many positives that come from that. Being able to receive any information you want by typing it in Google. Right. Anything you want. Twitter, you have millions of news outlets basically available to you at the swipe of a screen. Mm-hmm. The problem is... All it takes is one dumbass or somebody with the wrong opinion. And that can spread like wildfire too. Yes, indeed. So then you have not only the age of information, but you also have at the same time coming with that, the age of misinformation. And you have a lot of people not knowing what to actually know is true and not knowing what to trust, who to trust with the information that they're receiving. Mm -hmm. And then you just have confusion. And I just think that's ironic. In the age of information, we actually still just don't know anything because we don't know who to trust. I mean, you can trust doctors. I'm not even talking necessarily about the coronavirus, like the specifics of it. I mean, I'm going to trust probably the CDC and the World Health Organization and those doctors Mm -hmm. in general and things like that. But um, just in the spread of what to do, things like that, I mean, you're just hearing information from all kinds of sources and you just don't know which ones to actually trust. And that's why it's hard to, you know, discern what what to make of it. And that sucks. We live in the age of bloodsuckers. They'll put anything out to get some clickbait, and it could be the wrong information, leading us all down the wrong path, possibly a destructive path. You never know. So Could be. Yeah. All right. Well, as you know, <laughs> this show is going to be about the corona and the effects uh, that it's had so far. Um, we're trying not to be too negative about it. We got some positive stories. Obviously, generosity coming through the NBA. They've been showing players and you know stadiums and facilities uh covering uh employees for the next possibly 30 days or whatever so we'll get into some of that the cba the nfl they agreed to that and we'll see where else this takes us yeah all right we have some we have some tips also on yes what you need to do if you have to if we are put down you know put into a quarantine a, a, you know mandatory quarantine where people yeah. aren't allowed to leave their homes uh, i got some tips for you on things you might want to stock up on <laughs> uh things you might want to stock up on just in case that happens all right 
Well, uh, let's uh, get into the show. But first, like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, your personal handle, R-E-G, Steven BDL. Follow him there. Yep. And I'm still at Anton Balls Don't One. That's just probably going to be what it is. Yeah. Balls Don't One. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the famous <Absolutely>. balls don't want. <laughs> All right, man. Um I know we've been talking about uh, how generous players are stepping up in some of the franchises and things like that. Um there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, our buddy Kevin Love. We just talked about Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. He may have put himself in the Hall of Fame. He may have gone. <laughs> He may have gone and done it. <laughs> Kevin Love steps up, <laughs> pledges $100,000. Uh, it was from the... Here's the thing, though. It was, it was from the Kevin Love Fund. I don't know if that means Kevin Love Bank Account uh-huh. or the Kevin Love Fund Foundation or whatever that means, but uh-huh. I'd feel better if it was... If it, <laughs> I don't it's feel a per, anything. A personal but, check. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, is it, money to give away or not? I mean, was it? I don't know. But anyways, it was a really nice gesture, and he did. He said he was hoping other players would follow suit. Right. Uh, a couple have. We've heard, uh, obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo yep. uh, pledged 100 k as well. Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. uh, 100 k as well. Uh, and then a 19-year-old kid by the name of Zion Williamson pledged to, uh, not exactly 100 k and I don't know how much this actually would equate to, but pledged to uh, cover all the Smoothie King employees, the Smoothie King Center, that's where the Pelicans play their games, Right. Uh, pledged to cover all of their – uh, wages for the next 30 days which has to make those yeah that has to make those people feel pretty good i don't know when you disperse now we were trying to figure out how many people work at these places like how far does 100k really go we don't know yeah. we don't know well i i kind of wrote down uh an important number as far as the staple center that's what i was talking to you the mm-hmm. other day about but there are 2800 hourly staff members there okay <laughs> so that just gives you kind of a rough estimate of how many people we're talking about at once so it's a lot of that's money. that's uh <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot so they the, they promised they're gonna pay their 2800 the staple center 2800 hourly chicago has 1200 okay uh they're gonna pay 1200 day of game staff so those games that they were going to work, they're going to pay those wages also. Okay. So it's a lot of money, but yeah. like I said, it's still a drop in the bucket when you're talking about these these uh, big, you know, stadium and their revenue. The Staples Center hosts 250 events a year. Like right. they're all million <laughs> million dollar events. So for at least for a month, it shouldn't be much. Well, and I think that's the thing that this really sheds light on is it's, it's okay, this is really cool for these players. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they shouldn't have to be doing this. No, they shouldn't. And that's what you're alluding to there. And that's mm-hmm. why I think I want to do, uh, I do want to give Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, some uh, some credit here because he when, all the, when the news broke that the season was being suspended, he was actually the first person, uh, you know, in any position to make a claim like this to say, we are going to make sure that all of our people are paid. And, you know, so from an ownership, and that's where it should be coming from. It should be coming from ownership or whoever. Like, I don't think that 
all all of these ownership groups don't necessarily own their stadiums. No, they don't. They don't. Which means I'm not sure if they can actually guarantee. I don't think they directly pay these people's some of these people's wages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure some of the people that work in the, you know, do the Pelicans games, the same ushers that are doing concerts or uh, if there's a figure skating event, you know, anything that Mm -hmm. could be held in there, I'm sure there's, so there are some, you know, tricky things there where maybe some franchises aren't actually able to do it, but you'd, you'd still think they could could have an influence or do something and make a fund or, I mean, do something to bring that awareness. And so I thought that was cool for Cuban to do. Um, but cool for those players, and mm-hmm. and uh, even though it's not something they should be having to do. And I thought really cool for a 19-year-old. You know, the other guys, it doesn't diminish in any way what they did. But I think you would expect it a little bit more from veteran guys yeah. that have been around for a little while mature. and mature yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, you know, Zion cited the, you know, a lot of these people are still recovering from Katrina right. uh, as a reason for, you know, he said, his, you know, my mom's always taught me to, you know, help the people around you. And he said, you know, talking about the people – Coming into the stadium, those are what makes the atmosphere feel like a family atmosphere. Uh, and he wanted to to do what he could to help take care of those people. And I just think for, you know, I gush over Zion. You know, obviously, big fan of watching Zion. So it's... Your boy love him from but, Zion. But look, even if it was R.J. Barrett <laughs> or anybody, I'd be saying the same thing. Because just for a 19-year-old kid to step up and do that, I just think is, I just think is really cool. It is. It is for a kid 19-year-old. And to uh, show that level of maturity and be helpful as always and probably not be asked to do it, you know, just right. do it out of the good of goodness of his heart. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I had a list uh, uh, off a ESPN article, just all the teams that's currently saying that they're going to help out in some way, form or fashion. Um, obviously, I said the Staples Center, the Bulls. United Center, Denver, they're going to pay the next 30 days for their part-time and full-time players. Um, Atlanta, the Nets, Red Wings, Tigers, Florida Panthers. That's the hockey team, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. The, Miami, the Miami area. Okay. Uh, Warriors, the Rockets, the Devils, Suns, Penguins, Maple Leafs, Raptors, Wiz, and the Capitals. That was just a few teams that said they are going to do something for their, their hourly stadium employees. Which is good, and I hope that list just grows across the board. It's a lot of people that are going to be affected by these, these uh, at least stadium shutdowns and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy, man. This is stuff that I just can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on the call from my job to say, uh, it's not safe for you to be out there anymore. Right. I know my you job. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be riding around in a hazmat suit. Oh, dude, I got I got hand sanity. I got Lysol spray. After everyone gets out of my car, I am spraying the shit. I can't. I'm in there coughing because I can't breathe because right. I'm breathing in Lysol. No, dude, I've been I've been on it. But but you know the thing is, and that brings us to the. That's why it's so important for these people to be taken care of. And it's not just them. It's going to be whoever mm-hmm. is working those types of jobs. And that's who this hits the hardest. It hurts the people who are paycheck to paycheck, right. hourly type workers where, uh, you know, I can't just sit. I, I don't, I can't just sit until they say, basically it's against the law for you to go. Yeah. Oh, I man. can't just sit at home while money needs to be made. Right. You know? So it's like, that's, that is who this is going to affect the most. And, and that's only my really concern with this is, 
you know, we're very rational people, but there's a lot of people out there that aren't very rational at all. And so when you put those people in a position where, okay, you've taken away their, their wages, if those wages are not going to be covered by the companies they're working for, mm-hmm. and you tell them they cannot go to work. Well, when it's time for toilet paper and it's time for food. Right. What do you think those people are going to do? Those people are going to get panic mode. They're going to get desperate. And in times when there's no other options, there's no way to make money, panic and desperation is not a good combo amongst the irrational around us. So that could be, that is actually what I'm worried about is Mm -hmm. the irrational people. And you know, honestly, you don't even have to be irrational, but the rational person might try to come up with some solutions that, won't harm people or you know be dangerous where you could see a lot of people you know breaking into stores robbing stealing trying to break into homes to get what those people got so people need to be ready for some some crazy shit out there because it could happen there's some crazy people out there that aren't sitting around having a conversation like this right yeah there's nothing more dangerous than uh desperation in people (laughs) It's, it's very dangerous i even say that around christmas time yeah you know, yeah. You see people fighting over a toaster yeah. or a toy for their child. What do you think they're gonna do when it comes yeah. to feeding them? Just imagine you don't have it. And you have no money, and your kids want things for Christmas. It's hard to look your kid in the eye and say, "I can't do anything." That's tough. So that desperation kicks in. Christmas time, a lot of robberies and things like that happen. So obviously, something like this. You talk about being quarantined for fourteen days or whatever. Yeah, you have a lot of time to stew over some shit, you know what I mean? Right. And things just start rolling downhill. So I hope nothing comes to that, even close to that. But it's definitely uh, something that could happen. And that's pretty scary. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. This whole thing is crazy to me. (laughs) I I can't get over it. It's weird. I I don't be I don't look on you know the news feeds and stuff to keep checking in because it just drives you crazy after a while. Yeah, you start feeling like you <laughs> got to wrap yourself in a bubble <laughs> suit, lock your house down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just can't do that. We went to the park yesterday. I went to the store. I went to Walmart. I was seeing if they had meds, you know, yeah. aspirin and stuff like that. Man, they cleared everything except the Tylenol PM. Yeah, I guess y'all don't want to go to sleep no more, huh? <laughs> You don't want to take none of the PMs, huh? Well, I I talked to uh, I had a message from my my dad, and uh, he sent me a message. It said the first thing it said was, "Well, just went to the store. I have never been more embarrassed for humanity than I have just now." Mm. He's like, "Frozen blueberries are gone. Dang, frozen everything is gone." He's like, "Those things will sit there for six months, and right. then and then this comes around." And all of a sudden, people need to stock up on blueberries. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're acting. And this is something that has been, you have seen the worst in people. You've seen people, a uh, guy in Tennessee oh, uh, yeah. went around and bought up all the hand sanitizer. Yeah. He got busted. He was going to try to sell that shit. Like, come on, dude. He was selling it. He, yeah. He was selling it up to $70 a bottle. Right. He was getting over. So now you got a whole garage full of hand sanitizer. Yeah. I hope you can choke on that. Yeah. I may eventually be able to sell it somehow, but. Not how he was trying to sell it. That's for sure. I'm not sure if it's legal. I honestly don't uh, know if that's legal. I'm pretty sure he can sell it. It's the problem was he was selling it above cost. He was selling it way above cost. They were a dollar right. a piece that he bought them for. He was selling them for seven, anywhere from seven to seventy dollars. 
and the the websites Amazon I think he was selling it on and another site and they recognized that he was selling way above way above price so they shut him down totally yeah but yeah I'm sure he'll be able to sell it he just won't be able to I hope he can't yeah I he shouldn't because that's you know he's preying upon (laughs) people's desperation and people's panic and that's that's awful man well and how do we not have any toilet paper like where where where's all the toilet paper? Uh, I I I have no idea. I I didn't know it was a symptom that you get the runny ass uh, when you get the corona. Are people just scared that they're not like I don't get it. How much toilet paper do you go through in a week? Uh, well, sure. there's five of us in our house. So it's five of you in your crib. We got four. Okay. I would. Man, I don't know. I mean, not a roll a day. Yeah. So I mean, you're looking at. You know, uh, maybe a roll every two, three days. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I so, mean, like, you could get by with, like, a 12-pack for, like, you know, yeah, two, three weeks. Two, three weeks, right? you would I mean, think. So, unless you got something going on in the house, you know. But, Put the beans down. <laughs> Put the beans down. Yeah, we just made chili two times in a row, like, back to back. Oh, you said it was fire. Oh, now. we made it again. It was so good, we made it again right after that. I remember you telling me that. You wanted to do back to back. Last night we had, uh, last night we had uh, these these uh, garbanzo bean chickpeas, uh-huh. uh, buffalo chickpea taquitos. Hmm. And they had some little, like, well, well, me, you know, ours had the fake cheese in there, but yeah, they had okay. cheese in them, a little bit mm-hmm. of onion, some uh, chopped up uh, orange pepper, mm-hmm. and then like a hot sauce mixture thing that made like simulated the buffalo. Right. Oh, it was fire. Fire. Hmm. So good. But just more beans. We consume beans like yeah. nobody's business. I eat beans a lot too. <laughs> I do. Like, it's like nobody's business. I, the one thing I don't like, oh, uh, one, uh, besides, uh, <laughs> vegan mac and cheese <laughs> I haven't figured out it's either I'm cooking them wrong or what but chickpeas it's something about them I don't like I think uh, they get dry and a little I don't know I those aren't a good one I don't I'm not they gotta be in a sauce yeah or usually like we use chickpeas more to like grind them up to make hummus and stuff okay okay so like with yeah. a food processor okay um, Emma does that a lot, but uh, yeah, it, yeah they're right. not my favorite. Either. They're a little chalky. Yeah, the that's consistency. What, of them. That's it's the little, right word. That it's is a little the word. chalky. It's chalky. Yeah, yeah. They're like a black bean. You know, that's like soft inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the chickpeas more like a, almost like a nut. Like yeah. a, like a like a. It seems like they don't soak up whatever flavor that you're you're uh, putting on them as much as yeah. a bean would. So yeah, I'm just <laughs> just saying, chickpeas, <laughs> chickpeas. Um. Yeah, man. I don't even know. We're just letting this flow however it go. Yeah. Well, let's do... Since we're talking about being quarantined. Uh-huh. You want to get some essentials? We'll get some essentials here. <laughs> These are things you want to have. Or maybe I just want to have. But it's some just some suggestions. First and foremost, Q-tips. I have to have Q-tips. Mm. I use Q-tips every day. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Usually multiple times a day. It's more of a <laughs> it's more of my ear itches type of thing than like oh my oh, ears are super waxy. It's more like this feels good type of thing. Mm, okay, so I'm gonna ask you a question then. When's the last time you had an ear infection, or have you ever had one? I get them. Yeah, you get them a lot. Mm-hmm. I usually get, if I get sick, it's usually a cough 
or an ear infection. Seriously? The last time I had one was probably a couple, three, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. But they're usually pretty bad when I get them. It usually ends up in both ears. Or- mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't clean my ears. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those type of people. But I've never had an ear infection in my life. Well, you probably yeah. have more blockage in there. <laughs> keeping things from getting... I don't know. <laughs> Letting this wax do its job in there. That's what I'm doing. Well, because it can be a bad thing. They say if you... You know, the more you do it, if you push it into your ear. Yeah. But honestly, I don't really go... Sometimes I get a little you deep in, in there. there but usually it's just like a superficial thing. Anyways, that's enough about my q <laughs> Uh, next thing on the list is a life straw. <laughs> you may want to have a life straw. You may want to have a life straw just in case water supply gets a little murky. You may want to have a life straw. Uh, next thing, knives. You may want to have knives just in case you got to cut some shit. I know who's prepared for all this. Yes. You may want to have knives. <laughs> Also, in case the power grid goes out, you may want to have flashlights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you may want to have a nice tactical flashlight. Yes. At least a torch. Yes. At least a, <laughs> a lantern. <laughs> exactly. Some kerosene, a lighter. A something, lighter. Something, something to light, light up the night. <laughs> and with the kids out of school and being home all the time, you may also want a wine opener. <laughs> or... Don't go crazy. <laughs> Or a stash of Guinness for me. <laughs> I start every day with chai tea, so I have to have chai tea. Mm. Okay. Netflix. I think everybody's going to get very acquainted with Netflix. Absolutely. Or all of the streaming services here. Yes. One show that I can recommend for Netflix I've been watching lately is called Designated Survivor. I keep seeing it, and I don't. I haven't clicked on it yet. I heard it's you may want to give it a click. It's very long. It was on network TV. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if the first season wasn't 21 episodes. Damn. Ain't it three three seasons? Yes. Yeah. We just made we just started the second season. Okay. The problem with it being 21 episodes is every there's like a certain point, excuse me, like a certain point where I'm like, man, can we get on with it? Like, mm-hmm. but they gotta stretch this shit out for yeah. 20. It's like, I want some yeah. give me some solutions. <laughs> So, uh, but it's a really good show. It, it keeps you on your toes, and it's, uh, you know, he's my president. <laughs> I'd vote for him. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is Wi-Fi, but only because I need to continue my schooling, and also I need to have access to my Spotify so that I can listen to the Dan Lebitard show, because in times like this, I need to laugh. Absolutely. And I like getting sports in there, but that show is created. It's molded itself into mm-hmm. exactly the kind of show you would need to have if you were going to survive such a quarantine apocalypse with no sports. Because half the time they're not talking about sports anyway. So mm-hmm. they'll, they'll touch on some sports things. They're actually, <laughs> Stu Gatz is in his house. Dan Lebitard is quarantined in his house. They're locking themselves down, but they're still doing the show. Mm-hmm. Which I'm relieved because I thought they were just not going to do it. Right. Um, but they're But they're doing it. Um, and that's, that's a big thing for me. I, I listen to that show daily, so I got to have the Levitard show okay. and that's about it. Those are pretty much the things I need. I don't need food. <laughs> <laughs> no nutrients. I don't need any of that shit. Give me a Q-tip. <laughs> Q-tip and Netflix and a little Guinness. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> I'm going to be okay. <laughs> man, I'll oh, shoot. Uh, I don't know, man. PlayStation. 
Yep. Got to have that, especially if we actually get the real quarantine. There's about four or five games in my stash that uh, I never finished, and I need to go back and do that. Um, as far as Netflix shows, there's a show I'm watching called Kingdom, and it's pretty awesome. It's on some samurai and zombie shit. Really? Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Season hmm. two just dropped. Uh, another show that I actually got to get back on, I started watching a while back, is Altered Carbon. They just dropped season two with Anthony Mackie on that. I wondered if that was any good. We kept we keep seeing that one, and we keep going. Oh, what is that? And then we. It's um, weird. It's weird, but the first uh, season I haven't finished it yet, but it's pretty good so far. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's one more show. It's called uh, No, I'm Not Okay with This. It's kind of a nerdy uh, high school flick, but it's a superpower joint. So you know how I like superheroes. So check those out. Um, as far as essentials, man, I don't really have any. I got everything I need in my house. Hopefully, it just lasts, brother. I got plenty of toilet paper. I think I got about 25 rolls. About 25 rolls. I'm going to need to go. We got about five rolls. I'm going to need to go. <laughs> I'm going to send you home with about two of them. Because <laughs> I'm going to need some TP. I got you, fam. Eventually. I got like, you, fam. We get- $65. <laughs> <laughs> get on the barter system. I'll trade you some TP know, for right? some wet wipes. We'll just do a little mutually uh, beneficial thing here. It's a symbiotic relationship. Oh, so butt wipes are another thing. Like You don't want to just be wiping. You want to be yeah. clean up in clean. here. Clean. So that's a... Uh, Sparkling. <laughs> Sparkling, <laughs> sparkle booty. Man, hold on, I got to transition from the wet wipes. Man, hold on. Now I'm gonna keep it moving. Uh, I remember being in a barbershop one time, and dudes was in there clowning this one guy because he uses wet wipes to wipe his butt. And I'm there here sitting in the corner, like, first of all, y'all are worried about your butthole being wet, but this dude is actually cleaning his butt. And you guys are talking about only use toilet paper. And you know, you, you're leaving remnants of, sh- yeah. of shit on your ass. And you clowning the dude with the clean ass. I'm like, yeah. why, are you, yeah. why are you clowning yeah. him? Because his butthole get wet while he's taking a poop. Right. That doesn't I'm make like, sense. That's, that don't make no sense to me. But I know a guy. Just, I'm not going to call him out. I'm not going to say his name. But I know a guy who doesn't wipe at all. He only craps in his house. And after he does, he jumps straight in the shower. <laughs> that seems like inefficient. <laughs> That's being he inefficient jumps, in life. I'm taking a shower. <laughs> so the question is, when do you use the washcloth right. on your ass? Well, and here's another question. We don't have these in America, but if we did, would you use them? The bidet? Would you use a bidet? Is you that know, what it is? The little, you, it's like it's a little seat next to the toilet that shoots the water up in your butt. Ah. Would you use a bidet nah, if it was available that's, here? That's I don't know, man. My thing is, after you use the bidet once, how do you? How is it? What? It, so it just, What if the water shoots back down onto the, the little nozzle, place where yeah. the water comes out, and then you're just shooting? I mean, you have to clean the bidet. I, I don't. I'm not real sure how bidets work, but the, the idea of it, I gotta be honest with you, I would use one. I'd try it. I'd see what happens. I mean, I'm not. You know, I understand the premise of it, but I'm not down with doing the. You You get the cold water on you because you're gonna do that. You you're a grown ass man. You can't be over here. That's just I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm ready for that. It feel like you got hit me with some uh, some glitter after you hit me. Sparkle, sparkle. Yeah, right. I'm well, not sure that's yeah. 
I did not. I, I gotta be honest. Sometimes letting the, letting the topics just flow, I, I works pretty well. I did not expect to be talking about <laughs> shooting water up booties. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. These are trying times, bro. These trying times. <laughs> just trying to get everybody through the coronavirus scare here. We're just uh, shooting water and booties. <laughs> Oh man! All right, man. Well, let's take a break. <laughs> we probably need. To. Yeah, we probably should. Uh, yeah, we uh, got some NFL talk. We can talk about. Yep, free agency is opened up. Yep, collective bargaining and all that stuff. So on the other side of the break, we'll talk about that. We'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. In NFL news, the players and owners agree on the CBA collective bargaining agreement. Uh, kind of out of nowhere, man. Didn't think it would happen this fast. But yeah. Yeah, it did. Thank goodness that we have something that went right for us, <laughs> right. especially sports guys uh, lately. Uh, so a couple things starting to happen now. Well, I shouldn't say that. 17-game regular seasons. Sounds like they're going to do that starting 2021. Mm-hmm. Is that what's so. going to happen? I think so. Um, the playoffs will get expanded, uh, adding two teams, one from each conference. Is that correct? Yep. And then, uh, and then okay. the one seed gets the only buy. Right. I so. like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm good with that. Uh, the preseason will be shortened to three games, I believe. Yep. Players get more money. Obviously, that's always the sticking point. Minimum salary is like 600000 now. I ain't mad at that, boy. Be a bench no. warmer and make 600000 Just got to practice. Pretty nice. <laughs> that's not bad at all. Nope. Uh, the roster size is increased. You get two extra players and then four extra practice guys. That's nice, you know. I always wonder why they kind of limited, you know, so much. Yeah, I don't really understand why they They should be allowed. I think the roster stuff is kind of stupid. Yeah, especially at this sport, people go down like left and right. You should have ample bodies, and that keeps the product going. You know, there's a drastic difference between first and third string. So you know, especially key positions. Um. Changes to the drug policy. Uh, the clean window went from four months <laughs> to two weeks. Boys, won't be so much smoke in the air in these NFL players' houses. Guaranteed. Yep. Um, the weed punishment basically goes down to a fine versus a suspension, unless you get you know caught in that two weeks, and then sounds like they're gonna try and make it make it hell for you. Yeah, uh, make you jump through hoops. They're going to make it hoops. basically yeah. they're going to make it so that it's so frustrating to deal with the stuff that they're, you know, going to put you through that you might not want to uh-huh. use weed. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still going to. But but I think it's good that they're not suspending. It's just it's a stupid rule in the first place. So mm. uh the more uh the more they get, you know, advanced in their way of thinking on that, I think the better. Right. True indeed. Um Disciplinary actions are not held by Mr. Goodell anymore. Uh, He doesn't uh, have a ruling for either way. The initial 
the initial charge or initial suspension and the appeal. So he that's shouldn't. a good thing. That's good. That's a good thing. Um, and that's about it. I'm sure there's some smaller things. Uh, PEDs and D, uh, PEDs and DUIs, first time offense. Seems like you get six games suspension right out the gate, up from four, which I'm not mad at. <clears throat> These guys know they're taking them. Right. I don't know why they always they always want to say, "Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know." Come on, man. You know everything that's yeah. going in your body. Yeah, yeah. I know what's going in my body. <laughs> Yes. And, and my body's not worth millions of dollars not, on my contract. So uh they know. They know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man. I'm glad they uh got, got that done. Um I didn't want to hear about another season being delayed, especially due to greed, basically. Yeah, I hate hearing people, about it. It's the worst. Arguing thing. over point three percent of, you know, a game. Nah, man. Get it done. The people need some sports in their life right now. That's the best thing about the free agency <laughs> opening up today is we get to actually have some sports news. Because other, you know, up until then, it's basically just been this thing canceled, that thing canceled, everything's yeah. canceled, uncertainty on certain seasons, if they're going to continue or not. Uh, what we get now, though, is some actual sports news sports instead news. of just speculation. Uh, and that's that's always, yeah, have, have had it. Always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good thing, and especially I'm excited to see what the Bears are going to do. We got some news on your Steelers uh, and my Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Bud Dupree, my has man, been, has been franchised by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, indeed, we need him back. That's I good. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for him getting some money. I hope he gets a gets a long term deal, but I think it does at least signal that they they value him enough to pay him that money and. Oh, yeah. Uh, they don't want to lose him. He's so. top priority this offseason. Yeah. Trust me. So so I'm excited excited for Bud Dupree. Yeah. Uh, another news in your division, uh, Calais Campbell. Yeah. Traded to the, to the Baltimore Ravens for a fifth-round pick. For a fifth, though. Uh, seems like a steal. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> you not many, <laughs> f- many fifth-round picks are going to come in and have the, <laughs> have the impact that a Calais Campbell is going to have. Wow. I'm um, a little. I don't like it from my buddy Josh Allen. Uh, mm. You know, you get to learn from a guy like Clay's Campbell, and then you have that guy there that can I. You know, anytime, <laughs> every defensive line position helps the other defensive line positions. Yes. So you take a, a guy like that away, and that affects you. Um, but uh, big deal for the Ravens. So you know. <sighs> yeah, I saw that early. I was like, damn. <laughs> Their defense was pretty good last year. It wasn't, you know, I don't think it was elite, but they were very, very solid last year. So adding Calais to that line could be a problem. Well, and the thing is, if they get to a point where they are able to put a, let's say, a top 10 defense out there and then they're scoring points the way they do, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that could be could be trouble it's, for everybody, not just, the, not just the North, but for everybody. Yeah, they heard. They know Ben is coming back. They got to fortify all that. Mm-hmm. Steelers is coming back this year. Believe that. The Bengals franchise tag AJ Green. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't. You would think. I mean, of course, if you're bringing in a rookie, you kind of want him to have a go-to target. But first of all, he's injured so often nowadays. The last two years, he really barely played. Play, barely played. Then secondly, <clears throat> he still has that name, that top receiver elite group. 
though I don't know if he's still there due to all the injuries, but you can get some pieces back for him. You can get a draft pick or, you know, to a third rounder or something for him. He's just not he's not gonna be the major difference for them to be competitive this year. Definitely not. So definitely not. I think the Bengals are in an interesting spot here. Everybody's assuming that Joe Burrow is the no, is the runaway number one pick. He doesn't want to go to Cincinnati. That's what I hear. Yeah. Well, and who can blame him? Yeah. But if I'm Cincinnati, I, I'm just curious how you know how high they have Burrow ahead of other quarterbacks in this draft. Because mm. there's some other quarterbacks that are talked about as top ten picks. Maybe you move that pick, and you can still get a Tua or Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty much talked about as the other top two uh, to fill out the top three quarterbacks. So right. maybe you move down, you know, you can still grab one of those quarterbacks, but you, you know, but, but that's where you get into this. Why, 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 <laughs> why is AJ green? Right. Why, why do you want to pay the money for, for that guy when, for one, you're not going to be very good. And two, you're just, it gives you, he gives you a perfect opportunity to to bring other pieces around, maybe offensive line help, right. things like that, that would actually help a young quarterback. Um, as much as you'd think that a wide receiver helps your young quarterback, I'm not so sure that it does, especially when the guy can't stay on the field. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're, they're uh, thinking about. Actually, I probably should listen to a podcast or two because I would love to know. The scientists, uh, the science behind that, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, your boy Derrick Henry gets the franchise tag. I want him on my team, bro. Like everybody, I think he's the he's the most beastliest. He's the new uh, beast mode. Yeah, absolutely. That dude is a sensational guy. Then we got uh, Tannehill. He signs a four year deal. Um, Good for him. I ain't mad at that. I'm not mad at that. He did get him to the playoffs after a. Pretty awful start to the season. He deserves his money. They were thinking about what uh, Tom Brady possibly going there, but that got ruled out for what reason? I'm not sure. Well, look, here's the thing: if you're a young, these teams are in tough position. If you think, I mean, they just the Titans just went to the AFC Championship game with Tannehill, right? I don't know if Brady really pushes them over the hump when you're talking about if you're. If the reason you lost is because you don't have Patrick Mahomes, then spending that much money on Brady, I don't think puts you any closer because it's not he's not gonna go out here out dueling Patrick Mahomes, especially now with that roster. Right. Tannehill's a cheaper option. Probably keeps the window open a little bit longer than a Brady. You're kind of in on a one season with Brady. If you're if yeah, you're bringing in Brady, definitely. I feel like you're a team that thinks we have a chance to win a Super Bowl right next now. year. Yeah. We don't have the quarterback to do it. We are willing to take this risk and pay this money for one year of Brady. Mm-hmm. And even though, if, even if he says he wants to play two years, his yeah. skills are going down. We've seen the skills, the arm strength, everything. Yeah. I look at Brady as a one-year window. That's all you can do. You only can play it by ear. You're talking about father time being undefeated. is wearing on him already. So you don't want to commit to a second year with an old ass quarterback. Right. Just and someone's simple. going to. And but it's it's for the one year. I mean that's that's what you have to be thinking to yourself. And I don't think the Titans see themselves as this is the end of our one year. I think that's 
So I can see why they would go in that direction. But that gets me to the question of a lot of these teams where I'm not sure if Brady's an option for a lot of these teams. If you look at it from that viewpoint, unless, you know, I can see the Chargers to try to sell some tickets. I think that's going to be everybody's goal to get them just to sell some tickets. The Raiders moving to Vegas, sell some tickets. Yeah. I don't think they're going to struggle. They got a beautiful stadium, and I think mm-hmm. that's going to be True. a hit in Vegas. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, that th- look, the Bears, I'd take them in Chicago because that defense is ready. You, you have a lot of the pieces there. Uh, I would, I would, I would take, I would risk the one year, and and then reassess after that. But you know, some of these other guys you're looking at bringing in, if you're a team that feels like you're just a quarterback away, there's not that many not. guys on the market where it's like, okay, that really puts us over the hump. But the thing is with the Bears, Trubisky's bar has set the bar so low that it's not actually true. There's probably <laughs> there's actually quite a few quarterbacks on the market that I look at and go. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Right. Like Andy Dalton. I never would like Andy Dalton. No. But I would welcome Andy Dalton with open arms. <laughs> He's had success. He's been to the playoffs, you know, yeah. multiple times. So. He looks competent. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you who I, I would love to see Brady go to just for the narrative. And I don't know how possible it is. I don't know. But the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Just to be in that division and actually have to battle New England. Because yeah. the Bills roster is pretty damn stacked. It's pretty good. Their quarterback, you know, young, up-and-coming guy, but they have a squad. You add Brady to that, a competent quarterback, it could be quite dangerous. It would be funny. It would be kind of funny as hell. Playing, you have to see Belichick twice. Yeah. Ooh, that would, be, that would be awesome. Or if you went to the Dolphins. The Dolphins, too. Yeah. And that might make sense. I mean, you could yeah. bring in the veteran quarterback and still draft your quarterback and let mm-hmm. him sit for a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn behind Brady. Yeah. I mean, that that could that could make sense. Uh, the one that was floated out as a possibility sounded like Tampa the Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay and uh, San Francisco. I heard that San Francisco was off the off the. Uh, I heard that too, but that was an interesting idea yeah. when when it was proposed, and mm-hmm. it got me thinking. Well, man, how many of these teams are really actually willing to? I don't think the market's exact. I'm guessing that stuff has been put out there by Brady's camp, mm-hmm. because where, I, what is the market for a 40-something year old quarterback showing signs of decline who's going to be demanding top dollar? Man, it's, it's desperation. The market <laughs> can't really, be that big. Yeah, it's not very. Even though big. you're talking about the greatest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's a it's an owner and whoever else makes the decision. They're kind of weighing. Are we really making our team that much better by adding Brady? But we know we're going to put more butts in the seats. What is important to you at the end of the day? Because if you do put more butts in the seats and he he just makes you okay, now you're not setting yourself up for future because you're not going to get a great draft pick. You're just going to be one of those teams that are perpetually in the middle. So it's it's a balance that you get, really got to think about it. It's only by me two or three teams that adding Brady gives them a legit shot. When I wonder what teams he's told, because you know teams are calling just to gauge yeah, interest. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what teams he's told he's not. I wonder if the Bears have made that call. And I wonder what the response is. They might not be able to give him the amount of money that he wants. Right. But I still would want to know what his response is to, you know, just if he sees the Bears as, as you know, from a team standpoint, see what he as wants, a viable period. option. Yeah, what is his demands? What, do he, what does he want want to see in the franchise? Yeah. No telling, though. 
it's because I see the Bears. I mean, I'm biased here, but I see the Bears as a great opportunity. It is a very great opportunity, and especially with the narrative that we've never had a real great quarterback. And Brady could, if Brady could come in and win a Super Bowl with the mm-hmm. Bears, yeah. Oh man. man, he'd be a hero in Chicago. He's already a hero in New England. He's gonna be a hero anywhere he goes, but only if he wins he anywhere has to he win. goes. He Otherwise, has to it's win. just gonna be well. That was fun. That was the mm-hmm. last chapter of his career. But he didn't yeah. do shit. <laughs> like, yeah. If you could go in and win a Super Bowl with a team, man, especially a team that's never had that kind of a quarterback, mm-hmm. that'd be something. Yeah. It's I, not gonna happen. Be interested to see his uh, what he really wants. What he wants. If he goes to Chicago, it's gonna be a lot of pressure on him because he has a squad around him. If he goes to Chicago, so. You think he would want that, but I don't you think would it's going to happen. You would think so, but I don't think it's going to happen. Never know. Uh, any more free agency uh, things that went down? Nothing, nothing, nothing notable. Nothing note, noteworthy, really. There's, yeah, we'll start seeing it here probably later in the day. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins extension. <laughs> yeah. <it's> not, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gotta get your Kirk in there. Um, so let's switch yeah. over to since we're kind of you know. We'll we'll update any more free agency things yeah. as they happen. Absolutely. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the basketball side of this uh, coronavirus, where we have NCAA tournament get canceled mm-hmm. in just bizarre fashion. You had actually conference tournaments happening while they canceled them. You had the NBA right. season, uh, the same type of thing. You had games going on that were literally called halfway or didn't even get started, but they're about to. Fans in the stands, mm-hmm. game canceled, everybody booing, going home, unhappy. Uh, Rudy Gobert has tested positive. He was like the first one that uh, I think seemed like they made the announcement on. It's hard to know if he's the first one that had it or not. I don't think there's really any way to know that. Uh, but uh, Donovan Mitchell is teammate with the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. And you had a couple other guys that have also tested positive. You had the whole – you've had whole teams that played against the Jazz that have tested negative. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but where we're left now is in a state of limbo where the league has announced – 30-day suspension of the season. Right. The CDC recently, I think yesterday actually, just came out and said they're recommending for the next eight weeks these same kinds of limitations on large gatherings, which puts the NBA season, it seems like they're prepared for June 1st Mm. to be the first date where you could start seeing basketball again. And even then, it sounds like it'll be with no fans. Mm. It's tough. So we don't really know what's going to happen with the NBA. If this thing goes crazy and just gets as bad as everybody says it's going to, mm-hmm. I think it's very likely we don't see an NBA season. Be the biggest tragedy of all time, man. It was such a great season. That's the biggest tragedy. It's a great season. One we didn't know who was going to... Like, why couldn't this happen when the Warriors were about to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, Losing this NBA season in particular will be one of the worst things that's ever happened in sports. Obviously, you can't compare it to deaths, you know, Kobe and all that. But, yeah, losing this season would be be, the ultimate worst. I'm a Laker fan, and we're doing great. We haven't done great in six, seven years. So, to see my squad sitting at 49 and 13 with championship hopes, we got LeBron and AD on the team, and then, this happens, it's like, oh. I mean, God, do you not like the Lakers? We, can, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> whoever, but you know, um, yeah, this is it's, it's it's bananas, man. And then possibility of the it changing the whole NBA schedule 
for good moving forward, which is a, that's maybe one of the good things that's coming out of it, possibly, is actually having the NBA put in the part of the year that we actually wanted it in in the right. first place. Right. So what that would look like, we've seen precedent of this. When they had the uh, shortened season because of the lockout, mm-hmm. uh, they started the season on Christmas. And Christmas Day in the NBA now is such an important day. And it's right. like the day where people really start tuning into basketball. There's already been games being played for a month and a half. Yep. But that's when people really start to tune into right. basketball. NFL's winding down, just mm-hmm. playoff time around that time. Um, it's Christmas tradition. So it would be really cool. And there's uh, the either owner or president of the Atlanta Hawks has been a fan of this. There are probably others inside the NBA that would be a fan of this as well. Mm-hmm. And this this could provide them the excuse they need because otherwise there's really no way to uh, come up with the change in your right. calendar year. I it's mean, hard to it, do. what are you just going to push back for three months? I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're talking about a big change. Uh, but this could force them if they do end up playing games starting the season back up in June and then going into August. Mm-hmm they would be forced probably to push their season back. And that's where we would get maybe instead of the first time where people are paying attention to the NBA on Christmas Day, it would be this kicks off the kicks season, off the season on yeah. Christmas Day. And I think that would be an amazing thing. And then maybe you just have Christmas to August uh, kind of be the way the season goes. That would be beautiful. It would be amazing. It would be beautiful. That you, means we don't get that summer drought where it's just baseball. Ugh. I know you don't. <laughs> Icky. Ugh. Um, no, I'm going to give me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, I would absolutely love it for the NBA season to go from the finals to kickoff of NFL season. And you have college football coming in there right in between there. It's nothing more beautiful than that to me. No layoffs. <laughs> yeah. That's how I want it. Well, and that could get us I, – I would want it that way too. As much as I love baseball, mm-hmm. I think having the NBA during the summer would be a really cool thing. Yeah. It does bring about some logistical issues, however. Mm. And that ties us into every fourth year with the Olympics, right. which they could just go back to where it's college kids, amateurs that have to play. Because mm, they're, yeah. the, right. they're not going to NBA up the – or NBA They're not going to interrupt yeah. their – NBA season, NBA season to go play to have guys going to play in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could. I think hockey does that, but hockey's not the NBA. Yeah, not so that could create some issues there. The other thing that it's going to create issues for, and this will lead us into talking about the NCAA tournament, is mm-hmm. the NBA draft, right? Which is usually held. It's April, right? No, 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 no. It's after the season. It's after the season. So it's in like July. June. The June July. It's late June. Is it? I think it's late June. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. You are. I right. think it's late June. And so how do you do do you do the draft? I mean, it's it creates some issues because a lot of those kids, the feedback they're getting on the draft, you know, leads them to be able to either make that decision now where they can return to school. So there's some timing issues that would need to be worked out. Mm-hmm. When does college basketball actually start usually? Uh, usually it's like first week in November. Like this November. year, I feel like November 3rd-ish was like the first game. Hmm. So like the very, sometimes very, very end of October or like very first week in November. Hmm. Okay. But it, it just, with the, the way they decide, you know, if you're deciding whether or not to leave school... Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that feedback. I mean, I guess they could still get that feedback, even though the draft, you know, does the NBA draft happen? Uh, and that'll be something interesting this year, regardless of whether the NBA calendar changes. Right. But do they – when's the draft? When is it, yeah. Because if they start the season back up in June, you're going to still have teams playing. Mm-hmm. You can't have – you won't know the draft order. Right. Mm. So how do you do the – I mean, there's a lot of things they got to figure out. And, and they're – they're, you know, they're trying to figure it out with something that they don't know. They don't know. They're, have, they're probably having to come up with so many different plans mm-hmm. based on if this happens, we do this. If this happens, mm-hmm. we do this. Right. So it'll be interesting to see. But I know you wanted to talk about, and I, I did too, but the NCAA tournament getting canceled. Yes. Unprecedented. Right. The last time I think there was not an NCAA tournament champion was like 1939 or some somewhere. Lord. So it's been a while. Yeah. Uh it's it's you can understand why it's, they did it. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of these kids played all season, maybe came up to their senior year or right. and they're they're not gonna get an opportunity to do what they work so hard for. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's very sad, you know. What I mean, we all as kids, we all have kind of like bucket list things that we want. If you're an athlete, you're a basketball player, when you get to that time where you're going to go transition to college. That's one of the things you look forward to the most is being able to play in the actual tournament. If you're a freshman and you, you kind of know that you're one and done and that experience, that's one that you want to have and hold on to for the rest of your life and your opportunity to actually win that championship. And, you know, obviously for this to happen, it's a whole, I don't know, you know, I don't watch college basketball that much. So I don't know the players specifically, but I, it's every year there's a group of, you know, freshmen that go in, know they're going to come out first year. Then the seniors, their last opportunity, you know, the last thing they want to do is play in the tournament. The last thing, they go out on it. It's probably going to be a low note because most of them lose the last game. That's <laughs> just how it goes. Only one team can win. But you have that that story to tell. To your kids. You yeah, know. you create I, memories. Yeah, I played in the tournament. You know, your, your your teammates. It's just, it's like being in the military. You just have that fraternity of brothers and or sisters, you know, men and women, um, going in. And for this to be stripped away, it's just, it's, I don't say, it's very tough. It's very tough. And then the freshmen, how do you evaluate a freshman that hasn't had like that pressure game before you know what i'm saying the nba scouting them you would think that's one of the probably things they look forward to is seeing how they operate in the big tournament the the pressure situations you don't get that this year at all so how do you evaluate the toughness mentally of a player you just gotta kind of project it you know what I'm so yeah it's yeah it's it's sad it's yeah it's affected everything so yeah well into the I'll speak to a couple of those points. A couple of things is first on the scouting thing mm-hmm. that does get affected because there's certain teams that they know, you know, when you're looking at the landscape of college basketball, mm-hmm. aren't going to be in the NCAA tournament. So you may send resources to watch guys knowing in the back of your mind, well, I can just send this guy to watch this guy because their team's going to still be playing in the mm-hmm. tournament. Mm-hmm. We'll get that. We'll see him later. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that does affect maybe getting to see some of those guys one last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about, creating memories even though it's only one team that wins it when they show you know things on tv of the tournament they're always showing 
Bryce Drew hitting shots for Valparaiso buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything, but you have those memories. memories. Uh, Ali uh, Manesh, I think is his name, Ali Manesh from Northern Iowa, hit a shot at the buzzer against Kansas, mm-hmm. upset them. That still gets played every mm-hmm. time they talk about the craziness of March Madness. Right. These things just become memories that you see over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it and the memories, you know, I'll give you Kentucky example, and the memories that you create for fans. So mm-hmm. uh, the 2014 NCAA tournament was the year Julius Randle was a freshman at Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah. It was only a year at Kentucky. Uh, but we had a really rough year, and they started kicking it in later in the year, actually in the conference tournament, mm-hmm. we were an eight seed. Okay. We beat the one seed, Wichita State, who was undefeated going into the tournament. And then we played Louisville in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Rival Louisville. <laughs> Good game. I still remember watching this at a buddy's house. Aaron Harrison, uh, twin, him, Aaron, and Andrew Harrison, the Harrison twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Harrison hits a shot in the last minute Corner three against Louisville. Dagger three. Mm. Next round, Elite Eight. They're playing Michigan in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I'm in the stadium. Mm. I'm at the game. Mm. Aaron Harrison, buzzer beater to win it. Three. Mm. Place goes nuts. <laughs> Final four against Wisconsin. Aaron Harrison, buzzer beater. Three. Win the game. Wow. They did not win. They lost to Shabazz Napier and UConn in the championship game. But the memories that that created, not only for fans, Mm -hmm. but for Aaron Harrison, Mm -hmm. all of Kentucky fans, they will never forget that tournament run, even though it did not result in a championship. Mm -hmm. Not having the tournament, you don't know what was going to happen, but you know special things were going to happen because it happens every every single year. And this year, year. it's not happening. And those kids, it sucks for those kids. It really does. That's where it hurts them. You miss the opportunities to make memories. Yeah, it's it sucks. I don't I, like I tell you, I don't watch a lot of college ball. Last year was the first time I really like jumped into the tournament, and I was all in. You know, it's I, fun. I would call you up like, man, I got all <laughs> these games on. You know, seeing all these players really for the first time. Carson Edwards, watching your Kentucky boys get busy yep. out there. It's like John Morant had a nice yeah, tournament. Ja, yeah, yeah. Seeing all these players, like, okay, I understand why people love March Madness so much. I never really got it before. It's just because I'm so detached from it. But yeah, it's I, exciting. It's very it's exciting. Super exciting. You One just and don't done. know. Yeah. You don't know where the upsets are going to yeah. come from. That's yeah. the fun of people trying to pick them on their bracket. Right. And yeah. then you're sitting there in agony because your bracket from your yeah. office pool where you might win a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, and your team gets beaten the first <laughs> or second round. It's on some upset. And it's like, oh, it's just. But you just never know. We never. see things. Sometimes you see things. You, a couple years ago, Virginia, the first one seed to lose to a 16 seed mm-hmm. ever in the history of the tournament. It's mm-hmm. never happened. Then the following year, Virginia, one seed, wins the tournament. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what's going to happen in the tournament. That's what makes it so fun. And it is right. it is shitty for those guys. And it's not just the winter sports like basketball. The spring sports have been canceled. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking baseball, baseball. Uh, track maybe. I don't really know some of the other seasons that – when they take place exactly. But for me, baseball, no college world series. These guys. So the thing the NCAA is doing is they're having conversations now of possibly granting spring sports, people who've had basically their whole season canceled another year. 
Mm, they're talking about letting them, letting yeah. them stay for another year to right. still finish out their eligibility. Uh, I don't know if that will affect winter sports like basketball. Mm-hmm. And you just, you know, a lot of the best players are going to go anyways, even if they're like, they're not coming back. Like right. if you were going to be a one and done, you're not coming back just to right. play in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids are picking schools that don't have a chance to go to tournament. Like, you know, you're saying with some of these one and done guys, we've had a lot of one and done guys lately going to schools that if they really cared about <laughs> playing in the tournament, right. maybe you don't pick that school. Okay. Uh-huh. Ben Simmons at LSU didn't make the tournament. Wow. Anthony Edwards is going to be a top three pick this year. He's at Georgia. They wouldn't have made the tournament. Uh, so you're seeing a note, you know, there's some guys at Washington. They're not going to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. So there's some kids picking schools um, that, you know, you can say, well, if you cared about that, then you okay. You know, I say this about, there's this kid, Cade Cunningham. He's a top two recruit, 6'5 point guard. He uh, came down to basically Kentucky and Oklahoma State. His brother's on the staff at Oklahoma State. He chose Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand things like that. Mm-hmm. Because how do you... It's a whole different discussion. It's a whole different discussion. I can go off for hours on that. But some of these kids... You know, I think the guys that really affects are the seniors. Right. And then some of these schools that had really good seasons, like Dayton is a top five team. Mm -hmm. Dayton maybe was going to be a one seed. Yeah. And they got this kid, Obi Toppin. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a top five pick. I need to peep that out. He's not going to be back. There's no chance that kid comes back to school. Mm -hmm. And that's a chance for Dayton to have a really special tournament run, possibly do crazy things. You just don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But so some of these smaller schools, San Diego State was going to be a one or a two seed. Uh, Gonzaga was going to be a one seed. So you have certain schools where some of these smaller schools this year were kind of, this was just one of those years in college basketball where everybody was losing to everybody. You know, you had blue blood programs losing to nobodies. Kentucky and Duke both lost to tiny little <laughs> I schools. Say that. I don't know how many times I turned on the radio this year and heard, oh, number one goes down to whoever you exactly know, the blah blah team like damn man nobody liked that number one spot no more do they exactly they all trying to lose it. <laughs> and you had kansas probably gonna be the number one overall seed who's been you know to me it's a it's a joke that they're even have a coach bill self shouldn't be coaching these guys that were caught up in the shoe deal stuff the mm-hmm. paying players under the table right. and you know they're caught on wiretap it blows my mind. I'm happy, actually, that Kansas doesn't have a chance to win a championship because mm-hmm. screw Kansas. <laughs> and screw the NCAA for letting these we guys let still slide, coach. Right. Yeah, come on. <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but it is, you know, I do feel bad for those kids not getting to play in the tournament. Now it'll be, it doesn't affect Kentucky because we don't usually have seniors right. <laughs> that are any good. Um, most of our guys are leaving too early, and those guys will probably leave Anyway, so right. on that extent, you know, but there are certain guys out there that, you know, it would have been cool to see them have mm-hmm. a tournament run. Uh, ESPN ran a simulation of what the tournament would have looked like. Do you know who won? Probably Kansas. Dayton. Dayton? Yeah. Really? The championship was Dayton versus uh, Gonzaga. Really? Dayton win, so. They yeah. were a number one seed also. So. Yeah. Yeah, very pretty interesting. I used to play basketball right outside of uh, Dayton, uh, Dayton's arena. All the yeah. time. You know, I lived there until I was 13. So, yeah. Pretty crazy. Dayton yeah. Flyers. Nigel Knight. What y'all know about Nigel <laughs> Knight? <laughs> no doubt. Uh, That's where right. Dan Patrick's from. That is area. he? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Shout out to DP. 
I didn't even know that. Yeah. How old is Dan Patrick? So he, I think he's in he's his 60s. 60s now? I think so. Okay. Uh, I wonder if he got out before the cocaine 80s, though. That's when the city sure. started going down. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Straight up. He may have been there still. I don't know. Mm. And Dave and Indy, he's from Dayton area, too. So. Okay. That's yeah. what's happening. Shout out to my Daytonians out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got, man? Besides uh, more Corona. Yeah. Right here. You know, I almost wanted to go buy some Corona just because. <laughs> just to just to give them a little opposite effect. Like, Mm-mm-mm. there's people not buying Corona. But, oh, man. This lady said to me the other day, she was... <laughs> she oh, Lord. She said she didn't want to get <laughs> Corona beer <laughs> because it... I was like, you aren't going to make it through the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't making it. They do not actually correlate. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's why I call it the Heineken virus. Um, can I give you one story then? Yeah, let's do a story and then we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Um, all right. Well, I don't know where this happened. This is in somewhere in Europe, but remember I was telling you about the surgery. Yeah. The music surgery. So there's this lady who had a stroke. Um, uh, she actually had a tumor in her brain. And this is basically to, to show y'all how advanced science is and show there's no excuse for not having a plan for this corona. <laughs> but anyways, so this lady, she's uh, having surgery because she had a brain tumor. And she's a musician. So these scientists, uh, scientists, these doctors, these surgeons... They have to open her brain up and go in and try to remove this uh, nice-sized tumor in her head. The kicker is, for them not to mess up her motor function, they actually have to wake her up during the surgery, and they made her play violin. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a lady playing violin while getting brain surgery and getting this tumor removed. I just want y'all to take a pause. Just think about that scenario. Brain surgery and playing the violin at the same time. That's amazing. That's just absolutely. Wow. I'd like to have seen that. Yeah, there is video. I'll I'll show it to you when we get done. But she's literally sitting there. They have all the dressing. Her brain is exposed and she's getting it busy. She's not just doing the motion. She's actually playing. (laughs) Being nice with it and everything. Like, I, it's so much stuff that science can do nowadays. Why do we not have something for this corona? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you think they'd be able to. Yeah. I ask myself that all the time. There's so much we can do. I always wondered that when they couldn't find Bin Laden. Mm. Like you can land stuff on other planets, <laughs> but you can't find. This one guy. <laughs> a six seven. I think he's like six seven too. <laughs> it's pretty hard to find. Pretty hard to hide when you're six seven. <laughs> and a long ass beard. It's <laughs> hard, But yeah, man. Uh yeah, that's my story for today. That's pretty crazy. Just light though. But yeah, that is pretty crazy. Uh science is, is mind blowing. Bananas. Uh, I guess in <laughs> I'm gonna say this for uh, quantum physics is coming, guys. I'm just gonna say that because yes. I don't, y'all can't explain it. I was sitting with regular Stephen the other day trying to read the article, and I don't understand it. But I know quantum computers are that movie stuff that we, 
you know, Tony Starks and all these guys are actually doing in the movies. We all call it fake, but they're building on those blocks and steps to get into that. And science is uh, being dis- the science and uh, methods are being discovered every day. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, we we need an Iron Man right now. We Man, could use an Iron we Man. We all need a suit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Or just a hero. <laughs> or just a hero. <laughs> Where's our hero? We need one. Man, you know he right here, Pippin. I, I told you I fight crime at night, man. Black Panther in the building. Just know that. All right, man. Let's get out of here, bro. We can't <laughs> talk about it. Corona anymore. <laughs> no, I'd like to move forward. Move forward in life unless something crazy happens. Right. But we're going to be bringing you guys... Some other things. It's you know, sports updates as they happen, but they're going to be few and far between. Um, so when they happen, if they're interesting to us, we'll talk about them. But mm-hmm. I guess you guys will get to know us on a little bit different level because we're going to be talking about a bunch of things that aren't sports related. Absolutely, so. it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. So you'll be surprised because we are too. We don't know what the heck we're going to talk about either yet. And but. no one else does either. But I know <laughs> we're going to talk about something. So you guys just keep tuning in. <laughs> That's the new sport, the sport of finding stuff to talk about that's not sport related. So, all right, well, let's get out of here, man. Like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, and subscribe. And like always, the balls do bounce, roll, and fly. But they damn sure don't lie. For sure. And neither do I. You know that. And neither does this guy. And you better know that. Later, dudes. I holla. <laughs> <laughs>